Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the School of Sellers podcast. I am your host, Erin Waters, and today we are doing something that is purely just for fun. Welcome to the Favorite Things Party, the very first episode we've ever done with this theme. To fill you in, if you are unfamiliar with the idea of a Favorite Things Party, this is something that you can do in person with friends or family, and the overall ideas that everybody brings along an item that they love, something they use in their everyday life, whether it's a cool kitchen gadget or a certain type of skincare product, something you love that you want to share with others. You bring it and you bring three or four of those items, depending on how many people are at the party. So everyone gets a chance to share about their item and explain why they love it. And then they get to, you know, take turns like picking an item from the collection of items that people have brought. So obviously with a podcast, we are all virtual and there's no way to physically share these items. But I thought since we are finishing up the month of February and we are celebrating love that we could get together and talk about some things that we use in our TPT business that we love. So we are dubbing this episode, The Favorite Things Party. And I am so excited because even though we can't be together in person, I have some of my bestseller friends joining me today. You all know Ashley Wright from The Right Nook and Katie Lofton from Dr. Lofton's Learning Emporium. And they are also my very special team members of Team SOS, along with Michael Sivert from Mikey D. Teach and Amanda Cardenas from Mud and Ink Teaching and also the co-host of the Brave New Teaching Podcast. So I hope you enjoy this episode. All I have to say is my friends came ready and prepared with some of the coolest items and little tools and hacks, I guess, that I've heard about in a while. So I hope you guys enjoy listening as much as I enjoyed participating in this episode. Very special thanks to my friends for giving us their time and their expertise and sharing these items. Enjoy, my friends. It's kind of funny because we're here today to do like a favorite things party. And I know I kind of already explained to you guys like what I think a favorite things party is, but have you guys ever actually done a favorite things party in person? No, I have not. No. Were any of you guys like, what the heck is a favorite things party when I started explaining it? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, but you explained it well. I've heard of them before because we were going to do one for Christmas and then of course, life happened, so we didn't do it. We did a favorite things episode on our podcast once, but it was like Oprah's favorite things was the inspiration. Okay. I've never actually done ones, but the whole idea is, is that people come together as a group and share their favorite things. It can be like one or two items that you're using, in this case, in your work or just in your everyday life that somehow contributes to your overall TPT thing. And in sharing with the group, if we were actually doing this like in person, we would also be like giving each other these items too, which which obviously we're not doing. But I thought it'd be so fun to kind of talk about what is kind of a go-to tool or item in your life currently and 
I don't know. I'm a nosy person. I love when other people share things like this. So I hope that our audience enjoys this episode. Who wants to go first? Any volunteers? This was torturous. (laughs) This was really hard. I thought about this for a long time. And I think what makes it really hard is I love these kinds of like episodes. I love lists. And then I love to go get all the things on the list. But like the reality is I come back to the same things that always did work. And so I'm like, I want to like give something really fun and like off the beaten path. But I feel like my my favorite things are the things that I most consistently come back to. And so I think one that does, I'm not going to let this count because I think this is SOS like diehards. I mean, it's Canva. I mean, of all the things, like if you don't have a Canva, like the paid professional Canva, like you're missing out, like who's still using PowerPoint? Stop it. <laughs> I, I think Canva for me is like the one tool that I wish I could give everyone and I use all the time. And then I would say my second, I guess my official first is Voxer. I think in my business, my people are the most consistent and important things to me. And Voxer has been the one single thing that has maintained friendships for almost 10 years at this point. Like, I think that was my first, my first conference was Orlando. And like, I started TPT a little bit before that. Okay. So Voxer's probably been in the picture for like seven, eight years, but I feel like that's how I've kept in touch with TPT people. And I maintain friendships and I have my mastermind people there. So I think Voxer is the other tool that's kind of like that unspoken beauty for people who live across the world and across the country and can't always stay in touch. Do any of you, you, I know some of, some of us are on Voxer together. Have you ever used it? I've never used it. So like, how is it different than like email or texting or things like that? Like, how do you use it in your business? My heart. So (laughs) I think it's comparable to Slack. If you guys have ever heard of Slack, I've never used Slack. So Voxer is a walkie talkie app. So basically you leave voice memos for each other. So instead of, and it's for me, I'm not a very responsible driver. So like, it's much better for me to be voice memoing people than texting them or emailing them, which I'm not totally opposed to, but it's better to be (laughs) boxing. Well, part of my business is just like staying in touch with other people who get what's going on in this world. But the other part I coach. So a lot of my coaching clients, I coach them through Voxer and I support them. So it's so much easier for me to answer a Vox verbally than to like, I don't know what it is. I have like a very weird relationship with email. Like it just, I see it and it stresses me out. Just the visual task of responding. It's really overwhelming. So I use Voxer mostly, or I'll use Moat and I'll actually do voice email responses too, because that also takes the burden off of writing an email, which is not a burden. But for me, it's, I don't know, big deal. Is Moat more of like voice to text? No, it's just a voice memo. It's still just voice. Okay. Wow. When I was grading with it, it would do voice to text like in a, like on Google Docs in the comments, it will do voice to text. But in the emails that I've done, I've just like tossed in a voice note, especially to like customers who are asking stupid questions. I'll say, this is it. This is where you should have found it before you emailed me. And you know, here you go. Does Voxer have a feature where like if someone sends you a voice a voice message, does, will it like transcribe it for you if you prefer reading print or is it all just, I guess that takes away from the walkie talkie aspect of it. I feel like there's like a pro level maybe where you can get transcriptions. Interesting. Because I've tried using it before to like, yeah, to like as a, like to leave myself reminders, mm-hmm. but I don't remember how that went. It must not have gone well because I haven't gone back to try that again. <laughs> It is so much easier to use Voxer though when you have to explain something. Like if it can just be like, 
click this link for whatever. And you email that, that's fine. But like, if you have to explain, like, even with your, as you're talking about with your coaching, that voice memo thing is just so much easier to use anyways. It saves so much time. So yeah. If any of your SOS listeners are thinking about like adding coaching as another source of income, I think looking into something like Voxer or Slack is a really smart way to make yourself quote more accessible. I don't overextend myself, but I think my clients feel like, oh, I can access her at any time. And then I can respond at any time. That's the beauty is like, it kind of just sits there. So my podcast co-host lives in San Diego. So we have a two hour time difference. I'm, you know, already halfway through my workday when she's just getting started. She's still at school when I'm making dinner and putting the kids to bed. So like we can still talk all the time, but like not feeling rushed. And it's the same with the teachers that I work with. I have a teacher right now in Norway, a teacher in Spain, a teacher, you know, all over, and they can just leave me voice memos whenever the, you know, spirit calls. And then I can just get back to them when it's convenient. Like I set parameters around my responses, just like you'd set them around emails. Like when you respond to emails, it's the same thing with Voxer. But I think people really like the feeling of you being right there next to them. Well, like you said, it's like texting, but without the accessibility, like they're not intruding on your personal time. Yeah. It sounds like it'd be really helpful working with VAs too. Like if they just have a quick question, like instead of emailing you, just like send it real quick. And like Michael was saying, it'd be a lot easier to explain in person a lot of the time. I do use it with my VA and actually it's, it's very relationship building. So it's kind of got that, like, you know, in the middle of me telling her, you know, oh, we need to do X, Y, and Z for this blog post. You know, someone's pulling my hair and like, you know, she's a little bit part of my real life and I'm a little bit more part of her real life and it doesn't feel quite as transactional. And I like that personal aspect of it. I love that. All right. Boxer. That was a really good one. I've tried Boxer. I feel like I need to give it another shot after hearing all that. It's awesome. Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Who's next? Katie, would you like to go? Sure. So I brought a couple of things. One of them is not a thing at all. It's more like a strategy I've been using that I've just been finding helpful lately. And I do TPT full time. I know some of you guys are still teaching, but one thing I really struggle with is I just like make up all sorts of excuses to not work. Like it can be like, oh, the weather's too nice outside or like it's snowing or, you know, there's a slight breeze in the air. <laughs> I don't need to work. <laughs> so lately I've been really trying to be much more mindful of my own excuses. And like, if I start work, then I'm like usually good to go. Like once I've started, like I don't mind working, but like getting started some days is really hard for me. And I hope it goes without saying, I'm not talking about like days that I need to take off. Like I take off plenty of days. This isn't like a, my body's telling me I don't need to work. It's not that. It's like me lazy and making up excuses. So the first thing I started doing is like, oh, I want to be more mindful of like what my actual excuses are. So some things that I've used in the past few weeks to try to get out of work, I wrote them down. It was too cold in my office was one of them. My dog just had surgery and she was probably missing me and wanted me to hang out with her in the living room instead of my office, which she had surgery like a little, like it's not even, it's not even legit though. She's like perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> One day I was like, it's two o'clock. I haven't even started working. So like the day shot, like even though there was, you know, I stay up super late. I probably had like 10 more hours left in the day and I was still like, nope, it's done for. Sorry. And then like, doing things like, oh, I wanted to go work at a coffee shop, but it closes in four hours. So is it even worth it to give my 
my materials. Like I make up the dumbest excuses. Like my laptop isn't charged, as if I don't have electricity in my house. <laughs> so, so that was the first step: is just being really mindful of like the excuses that I was making, and then just making like slight little tweaks to like get rid of those excuses. So one thing I did is I put a heater in my office. And now, like, I don't have this cold excuse because I can just turn on my heater or whatever. And then I just try to make other things, like, much more convenient for me. Like, I like to go work in coffee shops, but I hate, like, unhooking my laptop from my monitors and, like, gathering my materials and all that stuff. So I made it super easy to unlock my laptop. Like, I don't have to crawl under anything or anything like that. And then I bought duplicate products for things. So, like, I have two mouses and I have, like two sets of like pencils and pens and stuff that I use. I have two laptop chargers in case I need to charge while I'm out. So basically I've just been really trying to eliminate barriers to working. It's been going really well. So I haven't had like any excuses this week. So it's, it's been working. I love that you write them down too. Cause it's like a record of like, here's what I thought and said, and you can like see it. Yeah. It's a really good idea. And then, like, these are really ridiculous excuses. Like, they're so silly, but, like, write them down. But, like, in my brain, they're, like, valid excuses to not work. Especially if, like, the problem is just getting started, you know? I feel like that's way easier of a hump to get over than if you had problems, you know, staying focused, for example. But I really love the, um, like, having duplicates of things. I think that is really smart. As long as it's feasible, obviously. I could see that being really helpful. I didn't buy like two laptops or anything, but like the cheaper things, um, I think it makes a lot of sense because I love like leaving my office to go work somewhere else. So yeah, it has been really nice having two of those things. Katie, I think you might be a perfectionist. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I can smell it. I can smell because I, I, I have those same things, like, especially when you know, like the task of what has to happen that day is going to be intense. Like there are lots of reasons to not start something unless you know you're going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. And I also like really struggle with acting like I need huge chunks of time to work. Like, why do I need four hours before like I'm willing to like work? Like it doesn't make any sense. So I've been trying to be mindful of those excuses too. Like, no, Katie, you can work if you have 30 minutes. I'm with you hundred percent. Yeah. I can relate to that. Absolutely. Did you have other stuff to share Katie or was those your, we can circle back to another one. I'll share one of my things. I also have two things to share. This one's kind of silly, but it kind of goes along with what you were saying, which is why I'm volunteering. So I have had the same issue with just like a lot of times it's my recurring tasks that I just, you know, you've been doing them for so long. They're just so boring and so repetitive. And I know Katie and Ashley know this about me, but anything involving like money, I hate, like I hate bookkeeping. I hate tracking expenses. I hate paying people. I don't, I don't hate that I'm giving people money. I just hate the act of like sitting down and like crunching the numbers and just all of that. I just, I don't know. It's my least favorite thing to do. So I've also been kind of on a trek to like make things a little bit more enjoyable when they're not naturally enjoyable. And I also actually got this idea from Katie because a couple months ago, she bought this really cool um, Bluetooth keyboard for her computer. I don't even know if you still, do you still have, okay. Yes. Love it. I'm showing it for our listeners who can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved the idea of it. And I actually got one. It sadly did not work out for me. It was probably the model that I got. But I really loved the like tactile sensation of like the buttons and everything. Like those things are make things really fun for me. So 
I ended up getting a fun calculator that I use now on my data days and my finance days. So when I'm like crunching numbers, it's just like, it's so satisfying. It's amazing. And I know it's like the dumbest, silliest little thing, but I was actually excited to do my numbers and all that stuff this month. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, I need to add that to my Amazon list because I hate crunching numbers. I hate it. Before I would just use the calculator on my phone, which obviously works just fine. But then, I mean, holy distractions, first of all, I would get like Mm -hmm. text messages or like think of other things that I had to do. Or I don't know, the calculator sometimes I type so fast on it already that I was making a lot of errors. So like this also helps me to be more like take a little bit more time and focus, I guess. But it's also just really cute and makes me happy when I see it. So very typewriter-ish. Like the round raised buttons are really fun to press. I like it. It's fun. It's like aesthetically pleasing too. It kind of goes along with what you guys are all talking about already. So, I mean, imagine that us business owners having. (laughs) (laughs) But I found something that I think there's something for your phone that's similar to this, but I needed something for my computers. So I use a website called Rescue Time and it sets up these like. Well, it tracks your websites and then it sets up focus periods for you. So it'll say like, hey, I see you're on TPT. That's cool. And then it'll say like, oh, I saw you on Facebook. You wasted X number of minutes. And it literally tells you like, this is how much time you wasted. And so you can, I hate crunching numbers too, but I like graphs. I like seeing it after it's done. So it's really interesting and it's motivating for me to see like kind of what you were saying, Katie, like I want to work for two hours. And then I'm like, well, I couldn't work for two hours. But it was your fault, Michael, because <laughs> now like you were on Facebook for 30 minutes. So it's really been working really well. It even has the ability to set like a focus period. And it will literally like, if you try to pull up Instagram, it'll like shut it down right away and say like, you can't go there. So it's just been really good to, um, especially on the days when I don't have that self motivation to challenge myself to focus. It's just been really good to see the data and it'll literally just be like, get off that thing. So mm. it's been really good. I'm too nervous. It is a paid subscription. That's the only thing that's like a bummer. But for me, it's worth it because I feel like I get it back in my revenue because I'm working so much harder. But it's been such a game changer for me. I love that we have tools like that. And I'm like, how do people avoid sites and like time sucks without tools like that? You know, like I... Are there just people out there that have willpower that just won't go to certain websites when they're trying to work? I'd like to find it. (laughs) I wonder if they have an app. I know that you could set it up on your phone, but I feel like I override it too many times and then it's kind of worthless. But if there was an app that actually said, like, you spent an hour on Facebook, Mm -hmm. I feel like it would shame me enough to be like, oh, (laughs) I need to check myself a little. It also tells you when you're done. It tells you how many times you overrode it. So like you overrode it 11 times. You're like, oh, for me, the data helps because then I'm like, oh, 11 times is like a lot. No wonder I didn't get anything done. So I do want, I don't think there's an app for this one, but I wonder if there's something similar to it for your phone. That'd be great. I'm like queen of if something's loading on my screen, I grab my phone. And before I know it, I'm scrolling my phone for 20 minutes and the upload took 20 seconds, not minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. I know there's also a similar program. I don't know what it's called, but if you're someone who, when I was trying out apps like that, 
the one thing that I kept running into was there were certain times when you'd have to get online and like access certain Facebook groups or something because, you know, part of my to-do list was, you know, not anymore because Ashley does have to like post in a Facebook group. So I think you can also set different settings maybe for like certain things you can access on different sites, depending on the tool. What's the name of the years again, Michael? Rescue time. Rescue time. I have to look into that. I like that idea. Are you a TPT seller who knows exactly what you need to do, but you're just not sure how to get started and get yourself into action mode? That's exactly why I started Ignite, which is a monthly TPT work club for TPT sellers just like you who need that extra boost of accountability in their life in order to finally have the business of your dreams. Or who knows, maybe you are working to make the business of your dreams even better. Either way, I would love to have you join our Ignite community so that you can experience the magic of a group of people who just get it. And not only do they get it, but they are there to support you and encourage you and cheer for you every step of the way. Join today at schoolofsellers.com slash ignite. Ashley, let's hear about one of your items. Okay, so mine is actually a system. Surprise, surprise, which I have been trying to not perfect because it's still not perfect, but I've been working to find a way to make my day to day work seamlessly because I have my school of sellers side of work and then I have my TPT side of work. And I would kind of like overflow into each section when I should have been working on my own store. I would sometimes do school seller stuff. So I was having a really hard time making it all work together. So, I mean, if you've known me for a while, this does not come as a shocker, but Prello happens to be one of those. And I think in the school of sellers side of things, I've gotten really good at hosting most of my work stuff on my Trello boards. So I have like my school of sellers one, my TPT one, and it has everything there. But what I absolutely hated, and don't hate me for saying this, was my day-to-day tasks on Trello. I did not like using Trello for just daily things. I like hosting all my stuff. I like project tracking on it, but I don't like simple to-do tasks. So I started using Notion, which I found after trying to go back to ClickUp and, you know, try to find something that works. I kept throwing noodles at the wall to see what would stick. And after finding Notion, it all just clicked because I have my templates set up to where I can hit new week. And I have certain tasks that I do every Monday, like sharing our podcast post in the Facebook group, or I have like sending out my write note emails. I have all of that. That's a weekly task. So it's already set up so that I could hit new week every Sunday. All my to-do stuff that's set in stone is already there. And then I go through, I use my planner and type in any days that we have going on. And then from there, I can use my Trello boards and I go back and forth. So if I'm doing emails for the right nook, I open up my email content planner and I have everything there do all my tasks. And then I go back to Notion and check it off. And then it sends me to the next thing that I need to do. And this has been working so well for me. 
So half my day is School of Sellers and half my day is TPT and it's all on Notion, ready to go. But then I use my Trello boards to help me actually complete the tasks. So that system has been working. I've been doing it religiously since after Jumpstart. I love it. Highly recommend. Might need to use that. I love that. I think it's cool too, to hear different ways to use something like Trello, because I think a lot of people at this point are using it in some capacity, but we've also learned that there's just a lot of preferences that go into it. And what makes sense to one person might not make sense to another person in terms of like the organization of it. So I think it's so important to explore different ways to use it, especially along with other tools. Do you guys use Notion? No. So I was so hung up on trying to find one program would do it all. And I think that's where I was getting stuck with using ClickUp and I was trying all these different things. And I just told myself, if I, even if I have two or three, if I get a solid grasp on it, I'm not wasting time trying to figure out something that works when it's perfectly acceptable to use three different things and have them kind of work together in a way that makes sense for me. So that's kind of where that came from. But I will warn you, Notion, it has pretty intense capabilities. So mine is very simple. Like do not chase the shiny object, (laughs) keep it simple. But mine's like basically just a weekly template that works very well. I have such like a love-hate relationship with all of these like task organizers. I think I'm just at this stage of life where I'm trying to unlearn how much I loved the idea of seamlessness because... (laughs) So I have, for those of you listeners who don't know, I have a five and a four-year-old and we're at the stage of life where we have, I drop off the kids at daycare in the morning. I pick up Hugo after lunch. We have an hour to kill. I take him to pre-K. He's there from like one to three 30. I pick him up from pre-K and then I go pick up my daughter from daycare and then we're home. And then because it's the year that it is right On Monday, someone has a random fever. On Tuesday, someone has diarrhea. (laughs) Wednesday, everyone's fine. And like, I've actually found that like systems have been really hurting me. I don't, that's like a bizarre, because I'm a systems person too. I'm I'm always, and I've like had to unlearn that for myself and just be like, okay, I need to be much more big picture at this stage in my life. And much more kind of like, Katie would say, like, I've been making excuses. I'm like, oh, well, I only have this much time or I only have that much time. I can't, I can't, I can't. And it's been really hard. And even though I have, you know, tasks in different categories with the more I try to organize myself, I think the less I do. Well, because I think sometimes we spend so much time and energy on the organizational side that by the time we're done setting everything up, we're like, first of all, like totally burnt out. And then other times, like, I know I'm the kind of person that like setting up a plan and setting up the the back end of things is fun for me. But then it's like, oh, crap, I still have to like do all those things. So yeah, I think it's a lot of figuring out. And like you said, just kind of taking into account what your life is like currently and adjusting accordingly. Try not to fight it. I should check out Notion. That's That sounds appealing. But like, like you guys said, I don't know if I need to add another tool to my <laughs> box, but sounds tempting. It does. Trust me, from trying to find so many different programs that does everything, it's not worth taking the time if you have something that already works for you. Well, I'm going to quickly share one other thing that I wanted to talk about today because it is pretty connected to this whole idea. And like you said, Amanda, I feel like this is something I've talked about at least several times on the podcast. But 
I use it so often and it's such a big part of my day-to-day that I had I can't share it enough. So the tool, and this is a tool, it's not like a physical object. It is the Google Chrome Notes extension. So, you know, when you're in Google Chrome and you have that little, you have your toolbar at the top or your, you know, your bookmark folders, and then you can also add extensions. So I like dabble in certain ones from time to time. Like I have like a water drinker one that like will remind me to drink water every, you know, however many minutes, like things like that. But the one that I use every day, no matter what, is the Google Chrome Notes. And it is just a drop-down notepad. It is the most basic thing ever. But what I love about it is that it drops down directly in whatever window you are in. It doesn't open a new tab. It doesn't go to a new browser window. It will literally just let you take a note in whatever screen you are already in. And you can add as many notes as you want. So now I've gotten to the point where you know, I have a note for like when I plant stuff in the spring, Amanda, I know you're a big plant person, but I have a whole note dedicated to like when I look up, you know, when to plant certain things, I just literally type in that little notepad as I'm looking at my screen, you know, what I'm reading. And it's the exact same concept as like having a Google doc or having a notebook, but I love it because it is all right there. And I don't have to, you know, like switch between screens. So that's just another really helpful tool that saves me a lot. Keep all yours in like one note or do you like set up multiple notes? I started by just using one, but then it got way too filled. So now I'm at the point where I have, let's see, like I have one for TPT. I have one specifically for Ignite. I have one with like my weekly running to-do list. I have one that's like a brain dump for email subject lines. I have my school sellers to-do list. I have one that is just for podcast notes. So as I'm preparing for my podcasts, like for a certain session, that's where I'll type everything. And I still use like my notes app on my phone too, but this specific extension is really good for notes, like on the go when you don't want to lose that train of thought and you just kind of want to write something and look back at it later. Do they export anywhere or they just stay in that extension? It stays there. That's probably my biggest complaint is that because it is so basic. Although, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. There is a toolbar at the bottom. You can save it. I lied. You can download it as a text file. So not like super savvy, but better than nothing. Yeah. I like it. Katie, did you say you had one more thing to share? I do too. So we can come back to that as well. Cool. Yes. My other thing was Power Pack by Bearwood Labs. So I know people talk about Flat Pack a lot. But I think Color Pack is like the ignored little brother that people aren't giving enough attention to. So Power Pack is like, I think it's $49 usually. And Bjorn is really good about putting it on sale every time there's a TPT sale. And so you can buy it on TPT or his website. And I love Power Pack because I'm a templates kind of gal. I use templates for like everything. And it makes it so easy to switch things out if you use templates. So if you make like, bingo games or task cards or anything where you're switching out a lot of images or need to shuffle things around. I think Power Pack is like a must-have tool for you. Do any of you guys use it? Yeah. Yes. Amanda's shaking her head like, I've never even heard of such a thing. No, this is new. No, so like bingo games used to take me forever because you'd have to like insert the images and like manually switch them. And now you can just select all your images 
and it'll shuffle them for you. So you can crank out like bingo cards, like unique bingo cards, like nobody's business. And then like if you're making task cards and stuff, you can select multiple pictures on a slide and then switch them all out at once instead of having to do like switch or I don't even remember what the thing is because I don't use it anymore. Like you know how you have to replace an image oh, yeah. PowerPoint. But yeah, it makes it so much easier. And I use it pretty much like every day and it really helps with product creation. And I want to add to that because I know earlier we were just kind of like knocking on PowerPoint for <laughs> creation purposes. I am 100% team Canva, but I will still use PowerPoint for making all of my editable products. And that feature that Katie was talking about, the the image, like saving the image as the background, you know, that feature of PowerPack is just pure magic. I'm glad you're revisiting this PowerPoint slander because I wanted to bring it up too, Amanda. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Canva for like marketing and stuff, but I will never make products on Canva until they like step it up. Like I can't even like outline things. There's no like workspace over to the side where I can drag images temporarily. There are things that Canva cannot do yet. So I will be a PowerPoint gal for a long time. The key word here though is yet because Canva yeah. is like listening to us. Like they are so good about updating. So I'd like to circle back in about six months or so and see see where we're at. I'm going to be like, PowerPoint sucks. Amanda was right. <laughs> <laughs> the true battle. I, I don't really, now that I think about it, I don't make any products in Canva. I do It's all on the business side yeah. as where I am for Canva. My products are mostly digital Google Docs. I mean, I'm high school English. So a lot of what I'm doing is not cute. It's very straightforward types of things. But yeah, no, I, I definitely think on the marketing side for sure. I feel like we could probably have a whole episode though dedicated to Bjorn's products because he should really pay me. Like I do so much selling of his products for him. He doesn't even know. We need to get Bjorn on the podcast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That'd be great. I'm missing out, man. It's amazing. Amanda, you said you had another thing to share with us. I do. This is a nice like anti, well, it's not a direct seller tool because it's something that is like a mindset tool. And I don't think we've really talked about any of those things yet. So I think this is my second year doing TPT full-time. And I've very much struggled with the perfectionist mindset and the thought of, you know, really just kind of being disillusioned by time after being in the classroom for so long and working on TPT, like, you know, scraping it in for like various random hours, it's been a bizarre adjustment. And so one of the things I've, I've tried to do, I've gotten a life coach. So number one, she's amazing. She's not a tool and I'm not sharing her with anybody. She's, she's the best, but she has continually been reminding me how much journaling as a practice actually does wonders for me. And it's so annoying that I'm actually saying this out loud, like it's something revolutionary, because I know that it's not. It's just one of those things that's like so basic that I would overlook it and be like, yeah, 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 whatever. And so I've been consistently journaling. And I think that the system that I have for that has been one of the things that's working. So I have a journal mindset planner subscription to a company called Silk and Sonder. S-I-L-K, like the fabric, and then Sonder as S-O-N-D-E-R. And what I like about it is it's like the journals come month by month. So it's not like you get this big year long, you know, like it's a new year and you finish after the three weeks in January. You get like a fresh little spiral bound book every month. 
And each month has a one word intention. And there's also an app. So like you can listen to the creator. She has like little tiny podcast things where you can like listen to her kind of talk through every single day of the month, like a little chat. And it all corresponds with the workbook. And so like there is a planner component that I don't really use. I kind of use that more as like a diary. But the other pages are, you know, habit trackers and mood trackers. They're all these different kinds of things. And then journal prompts. It's really nice. And I think what I like about it, though, is the format that it comes once a month and is very much focused on the moment, not the big picture. And so I've made it now that I have this crazy schedule. And when I wake up in the morning, I go into the bathroom and I listen to my little, whatever the little audio is in the mor- to like to wake myself up because I now work in the morning, like 4.30 to 7 and then take the kids to school. So I don't know. I've really enjoyed it and I don't stick with much like <laughs> on a consistent uh-huh. basis. So it's been really, really nice. And it's also kind of cool to support another like rock star female entrepreneur. So I've been very, very happy with my Silk and Sonder subscription. That's amazing. So do you do the, do you listen in the morning and do the journaling in the morning or do you journal at different times throughout the day? I usually journal at night, but I listen in the morning to kind of like set my, you know, set my head or like think Mm -hmm. about like January. Oh my gosh. January's word was abundance. And like January was the month of like TPT panic where everyone felt like the literal opposite of abundance. And I'm just like, but like, she like totally like just spread open that definition of just seeing things as abundant and like it was just really cool and I've been very I, I am like the first person to tell you like if that feels at the least bit hokey pokey or woo woo I'm like not I'm not signing up but this has felt like it's like just enough it's just enough to like keep my closed you know efficiency only German heart it's like opened that up a little bit to the <laughs> the other side of me that's more you know go with the flow and interpretive and yeah it's been really it's been a nice balance Sounds amazing. I know. I'm for sure looking that up. I wish I had a coupon code. I want to say like I definitely like grabbed a new year deal when I got it. And I think I signed up for the year. But like I look forward to my little journal. And it's really little coming every month. And I like that. I don't know. I'd just be excited about the mail. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. A mail that's not a bill or like trash. Um mm-hmm. the annual membership is you by the year is fifteen seventy five a month. Which seems like oh, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Like a journal a month. And the app. I mean, like it's all together. Like she's got a whole bunch of other stuff in the app too. Like there's a community feature. Like you can be, I mean, there's a lot in the hmm. program. I like it. Sounds awesome. It's worth a look. Yeah. It's quick too. It's it's I'm a very visual learner and I need to see things, especially when I'm doing design stuff. So I use a website called wordmark.it and it takes your whatever you have uploaded to your computer, like in PowerPoint. And if you type in a phrase like third grade test cards, it'll show you every font that you've downloaded, what it would look like in one, not one screen, but like, you don't have to like go through and click one in PowerPoint and be like, what does this look like? So, and I know it's different in Canva if you use Canva, but I still product create in PowerPoint too. So just being able to see all the different fonts from the people I've downloaded from, not like the uh, system fonts, it's just, I need to see it and it's so much faster to see it all at once than trying to click through different things. So I love that website and use it often. I think it's only on Google Chrome because it's it's technically like a permission, like that lock at the top, but I love it. I've used that before and it's amazing. Yeah. So even though it's on like Google Chrome or whatever, it can still access whatever 
because it's permission-based, they can access all of the fonts that you have on your computer. I love that. Were you guys on TBT during the days of like printing out all of the fonts and like, so you knew what each of the fonts looked like? (laughs) Yes. I may still have my binder somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So many hours wasted. Yes. Like silly things. Oh my gosh. I love that idea though. Like even as someone who does use Canva a lot, I could totally see the beauty of doing that where it's all in one place rather than still having to, you know, scroll through and see. Yeah. I love it. Guys, these are all so good. Amanda's made me think of another thing that I bought recently that I've enjoyed. Yeah. It's not really work related, but I bought a water cooler, like a traditional like office water cooler. Oh, did you? Because we rinse, so I don't have to like choose my own appliances. So we don't have a fancy refrigerator that has like water coming out all the time. So I bought just like a water cooler, like the kind we have like the big blue bottles and turn them upside down. My wife is home a lot too, because she does like peer in nursing. So sometimes we'll like be at the water cooler at the same time and I'll be like, what's the latest home gossip? And like, <laughs> we just like to laugh and have fun with that. So that's something I've enjoyed too. That's hilarious. Do you have the hot and the cold? Yeah. So like it's great for tea too, because now we don't have to like boil water for tea or anything. It's always yeah. ready for us. Wow. Oh my gosh. How often do they bring you water? We just get it from Walmart. So like we just switch it out ourselves. But. Oh, Michael, do you remember when we worked together and that was yeah. the PTA's gift one year was a water cooler for the teacher's lounge. Yeah. And they would deliver it, but they would deliver the water. It's amazing how like such a small little, I mean, that's not small. That's like a, you know, hefty investment, I guess, but it's just such a it makes such a big difference. Thing, yeah. yeah, it's made it so much easier to drink more water too. Like, do you guys have like the paper cone-shaped cups <laughs> back on top? Of them? No, I should get those for gifts. <laughs> Knowing Katie, I could picture going to her house, and she would have little cones that have snarky remarks on each little cup. And it's like, oh, what cup do you get today? <laughs> it's like Dick's Last Resort, but for the water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well, this was amazing. Thank you for bringing such great tools and ideas. This is going to be quite the list for people. Like, this is a fun episode. I'm excited. Maybe we'll have to do another one that's like productivity themed or something completely not TPT related would be fun too. Like, just Mm -hmm. everyday life tools for sure. Or also things that you thought were going to work out well, but they ended up like being. So we could save each other some money. The fails. There's that whole like de-influencing trend going around now where people are like exactly doing that. I love that idea, Katie. Well, thank you guys so much. 